0: Go to the book of Joshua in the Old Testament and the third chapter. Joshua and the third chapter. Hadn't the Lord been good to us? Bless his name. It is an honor to be here with God's family, God's people. Joshua and the third chapter. And reading... The first five verses, and the Lord will, we'll preach out of the third verse, Joshua 3, and Joshua rose early in the morning. Now, how many understand that Old Testament is full of pictures, shadows, types, symbols? Help me right there. Pointing us to realities that you and I are living in. Christians in the church age are living in the realities of the shadows and symbols of that old age. God recorded 4,000 years of his dealings with his people just to get his bride to the wedding. (laughs) Y'all ain't helping me. (laughs) Let's back that up and try it again. <laughs> Corinthians 10. I'm not going to tell you if it's first or second. I'm not going to do your homework for you. Yeah. Corinthians 10 said, And these things were written, Old Testament Scriptures, for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world have come. So why did God write the Old Testament Scriptures? To get His bride through them difficult last days show her how to get to the wedding there's a wedding on page two of your bible there's a wedding on the second to last page of your bible this book opens up with a wedding and it ends with a wedding we're heading for a wedding when God brought Eve to Adam it was a picture of when he brought when he's going to bring the church to Christ amen I'm excited about that so Joshua, that's the same name. You got an Old Testament name Joshua, the New Testament name Jesus. You got the Hebrew and the Greek. It's the same names. That Joshua means Jehovah saves, and that Jesus means Jehovah saves. One from the Hebrew, one from the Greek. Joshua is the Old Testament picture of Jesus. Almost ran right there. Right there is where I almost ran. I may have run and done got back up here and y'all missed it. Because Baptists are slow. And Joshua rose early in the morning. I'm going to say something, and if you act right, it'll save you 10 minutes of preaching. Jesus got up out of the grave early one morning. Oh, don't disappoint me. It'll cost you now. I'm sensitive. I'm going to give you one chance to redeem yourself. Maybe I ought to give you a chance to chew on it. You hadn't got to chew. And Joshua rose early in the morning. I'm about to run. Woo! And our Savior got up out of the grave one morning. Glory to God. And Joshua rose early in the morning. And they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel. And lodged there I'm having a hard time getting to my text. Somebody needs to tell me what's for lunch. That'll motivate me. That'll motivate me. I need motivation. Mm, And I'm glad our Savior has took all his children to the crossing. Jordan's the cross. To the crossing. Hey, y'all, we're crossing over one day. And they lodged there before they passed over. That's what we're doing. We just we're camping out with the Lord, right, a little while before we cross over. Mm. Y'all better help me. I get disappointed. Lodged there before they passed over, and it came to pass, and it's always going to. <laughs> They they ain't no if about it. It's coming. You say, what's coming? Everything that he ever said is coming. And it came to pass after three days. Thank God for that three days business. That the officers went through the host. Yeah, I believe in pastors. I believe in authorities. I believe in them that have the rule over you. I believe in elders in the church. I believe in obeying your mom and daddy. Help me right there. I'm sorry, there's officers for the host. Ain't you glad? The officers went through the host and they commanded the people. Well, I guess some folk couldn't have been a part of this bunch. They ain't going to take orders from nobody. That's when you go find you your 10,000 member mega church downtown. to you get your little early service in. Nobody even ever knows who you are. You ain't got to take no orders. Shouldn't be this mean on a Sunday morning but I've heard him on the radio so I know we're good. (laughs) Hey! Somebody better tell me what's for dinner. They commanded the people saying, and here's my four point message this morning we'll see if we get through it. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, that's the first point. When you see God moving in power Number two. And the priests, the Levites bearing it. That's who's going to carry it. Them priests, them Levites, they got to get under that cross. Remember yeah. wooden stabs run through them open ring. Wooden stabs. Yeah. You gotta carry that cross. Third point. Then ye shall remove from your place. That's my job this week. Is to get some of you to move. Yeah. Right. Out of your place. God ain't gonna bless you sitting in your place. You got to get up and get out of your place and get to His place. Come on now, don't disappoint me. Preaching's the only therapy I have. If y'all don't act right, I preach another half hour just to make myself feel better. Y'all better hit somebody. Tell me what's for dinner. Then ye shall remove from your place. Here's the fourth point, and go after it. <laughs> There's your title. I just found my title. I ain't never heard of this sermon. I ain't seen this verse till I was sitting over there. That's the true. Yeah. I underlined them four things sitting over there. I didn't even read it in the parking lot. I got Hey, this fresh bread. Oven door still open. I didn't even know it was cooking. We just pulled this out of the oven. Y'all ain't helping me. Well, I said, you ain't studied that? I've been studying 33 years. Yeah, they right. ain't mastered anything. There are no Bible scholars. Only Bible students. But I got this sitting over there, four points. <laughs> and I found my title just now. Going, going after it. <laughs> and you should go after it. I'm about to run. I'm about to sign my own Bible. I really am, just so I can. Just so I'll know somebody appreciated this sermon, it was me. And go after. Let's read verse four and verse five. Yet there should be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. How long is that? I don't know. I got to go look it up. It's about two thousand cubits. (laughs) A cubit a foot and a half, eighteen inches. So figure it out yourself. Two thousand cubits by measure. Come out. Uh, come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go. It's the reason that you got to keep your distance from that. Well, number one, if you get too close, you might lay your hand on it. I've seen God kill a man in the Bible in Samuel six for laying his hand on the ark. Help me now. And some of you think a little too much of yourself and you want to get right up there real close and fix everything. You better keep your hand off your pastor. You better keep your hand off that Bible. I'm sorry, I ain't going to fix that Bible. It don't need, I'm staying with the King James Bible. It don't need fixing. You better keep your hand off his church. It don't need fix. It's the Lord's church. You say, well, there's something wrong with them people down there. Well, guess what? There's something wrong with you over there. <laughs> There's something wrong with all of us. Help me right there. You better lay your hand, it'll keep your hands off this revival. Yeah, 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 yeah. What if the Lord blows in here and does something that nobody can can explain or nobody can handle? Yeah. I'm gonna keep my hands off of it. Yeah, yeah. Don't come to, And then another reason you better not get too close to that art, is that you gotta see where it's to go. That's what he said. He said, you need need to watch where it's going and follow. There's two million, three million Jews at this point. Maybe four million. Son, let's all just watch that thing and follow. I love the end of verse four. Would you look at that? Boy, this might need to be another message. For ye have not passed this way here too I'm gonna say something, y'all better help me. For some of us, God's sending revival to this place. Some of you it's the first time in your life you've ever went with God. You hadn't been this way before. Hey, this ain't gonna work like the old dead religion used to work. Don't start calling for business meetings around here. You better start calling for prayer meetings. Can't do this the old way. Help me now. Well, we're tired of this preacher pushing us around. Let's get us another. No, that was the old way. You ain't never done it this way before. Y'all ain't helping me. You've not passed this way before. Honey, they'd never been here before. They'd crossed over over Jordan, going into Canaan, had never been this way before. Better keep your eye on that ark. That presence of God, that power of God. Yes. We got to read verse five. This may be a third message somewhere. <laughs> Never seen these verses till the first pew, yeah. front pew over here. Verse five. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves. That means get set up, set yourself apart. Get cleaned up and consecrate yourself to the Lord. Amen. Boy, what you wouldn't give for a group of people that come out of this old silly world and separate yourself. Amen. Clean up, sanctify yourself, set apart and made holy. That's what sanctify means. Set apart and made holy. Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders <laughs> among you. Hmm, isn't that good? Let's look at these four. We might get them all in here. I don't know. This could be done in 10 minutes or this could take two weeks to preach. Now, I'm not trying to suggest anything to him. I'm just All right, look at this first line. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God. Whew. I'm going to say this. If y'all don't help me, it'll be a two-hour sermon. If you help me, if, you, if I know you got it, I'll move on. There's a lot of men lived a long time wanting to see the power of God in their life. Don't make me teach Sunday school. Just help me now. Yeah. That ark, it was that, it was that box about near, something about the dimension of the average Lord's Supper table. It was enclosed, wood on the bottom, a gold lid on the top with them two uh, cherubim or seraphim. there, Seraphim. Them, and, and on the mercy seat was where the blood was poured. And the broken law was down in down inside it. Yeah. The Ten Commandments, the pot of manna, there's several things in it. And uh, that's where the glory rested. Yeah. That's where God set that up. He always hid it behind curtains and covers. And that's where the Lord would come in the midst of his people. He had showed Moses that art, the pattern for it back in Exodus. Yeah. And that was the feature, that was the featured thing in that tabernacle later the temple was that Ark of the Covenant and it was his presence and it was his power yeah. and it's where he met with them at it was the propitiation and I just want to say this when you see the Ark yeah. brother they some old timers have seen the Ark yeah. but there ain't many new timers ever seen it right. and when you see it, it it ought to be the greatest thing you've ever seen yeah. So now let's bring it down to where y'all live. And I don't know the history of this church. He hadn't told me the history of this church. I probably ain't gonna ask him the history. I don't really wanna know, or need to know the good or the bad happened in the past. Y'all are sitting here today. Y'all are here today. And so I wanna say this, that God sent you a man now he said that in reference to this evangelist a while ago, and he's right, and I'm saying it now in reference to this pastor. God sent y'all a man. And God's moving. You got a man and you got a movement. And you've got a manifestation of power. That's kind of glory, that fire, that smoke. Y'all help me right there. And y'all got a manifestation. So we just found three points in this message right there. <laughs> right there it came right there—a man, a movement, and a manifestation, And you gotta have a man, Joshua. Help me right there. We're living in the lawless age of Antichrist rebellion. Nobody wants no authority over them. They were under Moses, and here they had to be under Joshua. Neither Moses nor Joshua ever asked for the job. I ain't never asked for a job to go around the country and save half of them and straighten out the other half. That didn't sound like fun. Help me now. There is a, a private side to my personality. There is a side that would rather shrink away and not never know none of y'all go eat barbecue. But the Lord didn't ask me how I felt. He didn't ask Jeremiah how he felt about going down there and don't look at their faces, but you tell them what I said and look at my face. He didn't ask Isaiah how he felt about it. He didn't ask Paul. Paul was trying to, try, Paul was trying to build his own kingdom. Yeah. God made a preacher out of him. And me and your pastor can't help it. God's called us. Most of y'all appreciate the man of God in your life but please y'all understand one or two people that don't appreciate us will make it seem like there's a million against us. Yeah, get, put your feet in these shoes for a little while. Some of y'all can't handle it and somebody's mad at you about something 10 years ago you still ain't got over. We have 10, not, once every 10 years we have 10 people every week mad at us. <laughs> Help me now. Hey, you walk out them doors, them are Southerners out there. They's the sweetest, meanest people you ever met. Somehow they can pull that off. It's the sweetest, meanest people y'all ever met. Southerners. At least a Yankee will just tell you. Y'all ever know the Yankee? You know they'll just tell you. And the Yankee will sound meaner telling you not be half as mean as what he told you. But a Southerner, oh honey, it's just as sweet as McDonald's iced tea. You know they make it too sweet. I have to have have it. They'll pour it on you. And they're slipping it. What is it? Arson? (laughs) Put it in that sweet sugar. Help me right there. There's got to be a man. Joshua. Thank God for a movement. It's getting out of the wilderness. I almost ran just then. They were getting out of the wilderness 40 years stuck in the wilderness and they finally getting out. You ought to thank God if you're having revival and getting out of the wilderness. 40 years is a number of judgment and probation. 40 years there's under judgment. And I ain't got time to prove this, the numbers on this, but right here at the end, we've had a whole generation of churches under judgment for the last 50 years and they're coming out and God's giving them another chance. We came out of World War II and forsook God in the 50s and 60s. and We've been under judgment during the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2000s. And that's 40 years. We in 26th. I'm about to run. You want to run with me, sir? Woo! He looked like he might have wanted to. I got news for you. God's given us another. He's coming around with some Joshua's. Y'all believe me or not. I ain't making up a sermon. I ain't never heard this sermon. I ain't seen this verse till I'm sitting over there by him. That man. And a movement and a manifestation that came out of the oven right when you heard it help me now you think the Lord ain't talking to y'all well I sit there for three months can't come up with a sermon you think he ain't interested in helping y'all he sent you a man Coming out of that judgment. Sent you a movement. God's moving in this place. And a manifestation. Let's bring another M in. How about that mercy? When you see the ark, that was the mercy seat. It was the meeting place. I like when we say, let's go to meeting. Why do we say let's go to meeting? Because we're going to go meet with God on that place where the blood was poured out. And a holy God was reconciled to sinful man. And that mercy. I'm going to say something. Y'all better not disappoint me. I preached a one just to get over it. That glory, that Shekinah cloud, that glory, it rested on the what? Mercy seat. Somebody said mercy seat. It rested on the mercy seat. It didn't rest on Moses. It didn't rest on the brass altar. It didn't rest on all the lambs and bulls they were bringing. It didn't rest on Nary one of the priests. Y'all ain't helping me that that glory, that manifestation, that fire and cloud of glory rested on the mercy seat. I'm gonna say something right here, y'all better help me. His glory is seen in his mercy. Amen. His glory is seen in his mercy. Well, I can tell that 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 cost you ten minutes right right there. That you can't enjoy anything quietly around me. You can't enjoy it quietly. (laughs) Has God been merciful to you? And that's where His glory is. His glory is in His mercy. (laughs) Ain't every one of us deserved to be here this morning? if you knew me like he knew me, if I knew you like he knows you, we'd all break fellowship with each other. But God knows us all the same and he didn't break fellowship. He did what he had to do to make fellowship. with. Him. And now God and men are met together, mercy and truth of kiss, righteousness, and holiness. And they come together on that ark, which is a picture of Christ. Yes. That wood was his humanity. That gold was his deity. And all that was against us was put in him. Yes. And then that blood was poured out. On yes. him. Wow. And then God put his, put his mark on him. That's yes. Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. So when you see it, when you see it, Most folk don't ever get to see it. Most folk don't ever get to see it. revival. The moving of God. The manifestation of God. The man of God. The mercies of God. What about that the fat mercy got spilling out around here this way? This year. What if God poured his mercy out this year. No sinners staggered in here confessing as they stagger through the door I don't deserve to be here. And God save them. What if he brings some of them prodigals? I'm nearly done this morning. I've had four points jump in on top of my other four points. And I'm going with them four boys that just got here them other four boys we met a while ago they'll be around this week y'all ain't helping me when God sends a man he sent the man Christ Jesus and then he calls men to go tell people about that man and that moving he said when you see the ark well I'm seeing it y'all are too And I know you're excited about it. You're seeing it. We're going to go after it. I'm hung up on my first line. When you see the ark. Many a man had lived desiring to see that. You take about, how about that 20 years while Saul was on the throne? David, yet to come along. That ark was hid back in the woods. How many people have lived in a time when Saul was on the throne? Nobody even knew where the ark was. Oh, but you get to see it moving right down front and main street, headed to Jericho. you'd have lived in the hours after Ichabod was written over the door and the ark was stolen and carried away. You had to live in the generations that said we used to have an ark. We got no ark now. The Babylonians took it. I said, if you get to see the ark, you ought to be excited. (laughs) what if you lived for 40 years and said we got a ark but we don't know where to take it we're stuck in this wilderness and it ain't working when you see it I was 21 finishing Bible school a little church out in the country called me. A first Baptist church from the, started in the 1800s. I was trying to go to Russia, trying to go to Romania, trying to, communism collapsed in the late 80s under Reagan. And, of course, they're bringing it back now. Communism's popular now. They're bringing it back. But anyhow, and uh, I was trying to get over there because them doors had just opened. And that little old church called me. I didn't want to fool with no Southerners. Did I mention about Southerners? Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to fool. I wanted to go win the heathen, win the world. God had other plans. Put me in that little church. I said, "My goodness, what am I doing here?" They had two old deacons on the altar. Ralph Wise and Brother Larry Norman down there begging God they said in 1967 the deacons and the men of this place said they throwed the man of God threw him out of the parsonage physically and he was a godly man brought old time religion to that little part of the world physically shoved his wife aside and grabbed him and drug him out in the yard. Told him he got three days. Get out of there. And them two, at that point in time in the early 90s, them two old deacons said to me, God left us and he hadn't been nowhere around in this part of the country for nearly 40 years. They said we've been a begging him to come back for over 30 years. <laughs> Y'all hearing me? God sent a little old 21 year old boy in there, and I didn't even want to be there. Preached nearly every Sunday for two months, and we had 26 people to baptize. They didn't have no bus ministry. This wasn't a bunch of kids. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but I'm just telling you, they came to the altar by the power of God. That ark, (laughs) it was on the move. And them two old men said, God's coming back. That ark's up and moving. Honey, they... They severed old ties. They stood against their own family. They broke fellowship with lifelong friends. They shut down a hunting club. They tore up a softball team. They done what whatever they had to do. I didn't even want to be there, but God put me there. We got under there. They said he ain't been here in thirty years, but he's making his way back through. Them old men, we prayed for a decade, nearly and shouted, while God saved their children and their grandchildren, and their loved ones, and He came back through again. When you see it, you better go after it. They worshipped their hunting club. Oh Lord, their deer were more dear. Their deer were more dear to them than their wife. They <laughs> they had a lot of bromance going on out there in the hunting club. They'd set their wives and family aside. They spent more time on that rifle than they did their Bible. Y'all help me right there. Taught them boys how to make church third priority and everything else first. Come on now. Ain't nothing wrong with hunting deer unless anything that makes you quit hunting God. And there's a thousand things we could list. There's a lot of things there ain't nothing wrong with in America. But when you start hunting that instead of hunting God, then you got an idol in your life. Amen. Then you've got a God. Yes. Boy, they got some mad at old Tutu. That's what we called him. Everybody in my church had a CB handle. I didn't know half their real birth names for four years. <laughs> Everybody had a, they had to hunt in them swamps, you know, and had to, and them monster trucks, and they had to have them CBs to run them deer. Up here, we just crawl up in a tree and spend half our life waiting on a stupid deer to come back. <laughs> Bam! Shoot it. Talk about oh, whoever got meat. Yeah, there's meat down there at the grocery store. That, that, that cost you half your life to get a freezer full of deer meat. Boy, I shouldn't be talking about this on Sunday morning. What's wrong with me? Y'all should have told me what was for dinner. <laughs> old Larry Norman oh it caused quite a stir throwed his gun down parked his truck it buried up in the sand and grass grew up around it he said I ain't got there ain't nothing wrong with deer hunting he said I ain't got time for this God ain't been here in 30 years and he's decided to come back stayed at the church and stayed with God and stayed with the brethren and stayed with the Lord. He said, we've been begging him to come back. And he's done it. And I ain't got time for nothing else but him. Oh, son. He entered into some persecution there, lifelong friends. It's time to go after it. It's time to go after it. I bless the Lord. He sent y'all a man. He's sending y'all some mercy. Hey, somebody ought to put it on a sign, hang it on a banner. There's a move, that mercy's on the move down here at Ingleside. Is this Ingleside? There's mercy on the move that glory is starting to hover around isn't it (laughs) let's come pray that's what I'd like to do is pray whoever's going to play the piano would you come if you're here and you're lost without Christ you, you need to come and be saved if you're a prodigal been running from God you need to come get right come back home I don't know what you need or how you need it He's on the move. I'd like to come pray. Let's everybody stand. Make it easy to get around.